Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley, and I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Gloria. Horsley with my daughter and co-host, Dr. Heidi Horsley. These shows are brought to you by the Open to Hope Foundation and the Soaring Spirits Foundation. Michelle Neff Hernandez, she's the founder and the executive director, as you said, mom of Soaring Spirits International. It is an amazing organization. She's got a resilience center in Texas, which she will tell us a little bit about. She is a speaker and a featured trainer for hospices and bereavement teams. And she has a focus on resilience and grief. And all of this has been really as a result of Michelle losing her own husband, Philip, at a very early age and suddenly and suddenly found herself a widow. She has gone on not only to survive, but to thrive and to help millions of people and let them know what she did and what you can do as well. So welcome to the show, Michelle. Oh, both of you, it's so wonderful to see you. Well, tell people about Soaring Spirits. In 2005, my husband of five years, Philip, was hit and killed by a car while he was riding his bike. I was 35, and I didn't know any other widowed people. I was raising kids. I had a blended family. Phil had three kids, and I had three kids. So I had three adult children who were grieving and three youngsters who were grieving. And I had no idea what to do with that. So... Um, it really started out just thinking I'd like to talk to other weird people. I didn't know where to find them. And so I sort of went on this year-long journey uh, interviewing other widows. And at the end of it all, I realized, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if they could all be together? I wish I, you know, and then I thought, how in the world will I ever schedule for all these people? I had traveled the country by then. How will I ever get all of these people in one place? And then I thought, well, you know what? Maybe it could just be any widowed person. And so you know, as you said, Heidi, um, Soaring Spirits International serves any person who's the, the person they thought they were going to spend the rest of their life with has died. And as you noted, there are so many people who are have been marginalized if they were not considered classically to be widowed. In fact, I just spoke to someone the other day who said, I asked if she was widowed and she said no. And then she said, well, my fiance died. So, you know, it was for her a moment where I got to say, actually, in our community, we consider you to be widowed. And she said, I am. And so, you know, you really don't, for many people who are widowed um, and and were in a marriage, Mm -hmm. we forget and take for granted that 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 experience, the one we don't want, the one people are talking a lot about how they wish they didn't have to have, is something that some people really wish they could have recognized. And so that's the reason why Soaring Spirits, it was founded to provide community for widowed people. We are a peer support organization that offers in-person and online programming so that people don't feel like they're alone in this grief experience. And because of that, I never wanted to be the reason our online and in-person programs work so well together is because I don't have to tell anyone, no, I'm sorry, we can't help you. I can, I can point them to some program that will offer them support. If nothing else, you know where to find widowed people. And for me, when I was 35 and trying to figure it out, just knowing where I could find them would have made a big difference. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us about some of your programs because there's so many. Tell us about your, you can start with your uh, conferences or your online, yeah. where do you want to go? 
So I'll start with our our signature program, which is called Camp Widow. Um, and it's the one that Gloria referenced when she said I decided to plan a conference. So at that moment where I said, what if any widowed person could connect with the, through this event? Uh, the event, it was born in my head. Um, we called it the National Conference on Widowhood initially because we wanted very much to um, make it sound like it was serious. Uh, and as it turns out, our campers renamed it to Camp Widow because they wanted it to sound more like something that uh, was a little less focused on academic on the on the academic areas. Uh, so, anyways, we've been we've done 22 Camp Widow events, and the Camp Widow weekend is intended to provide resources, uh, relevant tools. It's a place created by widowed people for widowed people. So, for this one weekend, people who come to us, the one thing that usually makes them different in a crowd, which is the fact that they're widowed, actually is the thing that ties them to all of these people in the room, and it's a really powerful experience. Uh, we've just revamped our workshop offerings so actually it's fortuitous that we're talking today because they just launched publicly today uh, we have a new a new process by which we're booking our workshops and presenting them uh, called a track system so the tracks will address particular experiences. Uh, one is being newly widowed. The second one is sort of the middle years of widowhood, which we're calculating from one and a half years through the fourth year. And then um, the third track will address the five years plus track of widowhood, which is when perhaps your widowhood is not the very first thing that comes to mind anymore, but it informs and influences the way that you live in the world um, and the way you face other challenges, the way you welcome or don't welcome people into your life. Um, and then the fourth one is about navigating trauma and widowhood. And this is specific to people who have had an extremely traumatic death experience, whether it was a suicide loss or an overdose, whether multiple people died in an accident, something that would cause people to have PTSD and complicate the way that they heal. So. Wow, those, those tracks sounds great. Now, I've got to say, though, I have never seen such a fun group of people <laughs> right you know, we always have a We're banquet. Out this, this heavy load and exactly right and there are so many laughs and yeah. so many sweet people and so much fun yeah that goes on and you do such fun things and you know there so it's all this stuff for you but you don't have to go to everything and, yeah, and it's, fun. it's fun well and you know they're gonna be that that sense too of fun is something that for some widowed people is really hard at first yeah. and they struggle with why are we having fun and at the same time recognizing that having fun doesn't change any fact of the death of our person but it does make carrying it a little bit lighter and that's what we do in the company of friends it's kind of like that. I laughed so hard I cried. Absolutely. <laughs> well, and people tell us every single camp, like I have not laughed that hard in so long or my cheeks hurt from laughing. I thought I was going to be crying all weekend. And it's not as if we don't address the hard things we yeah. do. Yeah. We also give people an opportunity to be light when they know that the people around them are not going to make any assumptions mm -hmm. about how, you know, how they feel or whether or not they're still grieving based on the fact that they're able to laugh and enjoy the time that they well, have. Well, that, that's my thought, Michelle they're in a safe place where they can laugh and cry and won't be judged. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And the freedom of that mm -hmm. really helps them to embrace the fact that they can take 
these light moments in life as they come and not assume that that means they're not doing the work of grieving or that they don't miss their person. So it's, it's really a beautiful and powerful thing. I've had many people on the dance floor at Camp Widow say, you know, for the first time I feel alive. Camp Widow has its own website, campwidow.org. And you can see all the location details there, as well as our brand new workshop selection, which we're, we're excited about. I would imagine when people have never been, it's anxiety provoking to first walk into an environment like that when you feel like, I don't know anybody, there seems to be a reunion going on. Yes. You know? Why are all these people laughing and crying yeah. out to each other like they're excited? <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you know, this year we also are launching another new program, which is called our Camp Widow Ambassador Program. Oh, we'll have a team of people who will help transition people from that uncomfortable, I'm not sure I made the right choice, why did I say I was coming to this place, to hopefully connecting with other widowed people. People. Because by and large, you know, 40% of the people asked one, the most powerful thing about Camp Widow is they, they say the connection that they make with other widow people and they make lifetime friendships. Yeah, I love the talk idea. About, talk about your online because you've got so much going on and, and people can write to each other. And Absolutely. We have actually one of the things too that we don't talk about a lot, but, but we've been really focused on lately is the fact that we have the largest library of blogs written by widowed people. Specifically, we have had a long lasting blog from 2008. So um, we have a new thought from a widowed person every single day. So that's our Widow's Voice blog. Then we also have a pen pal program. So people who want to just connect one-on-one -on -one with one person um, can be matched with someone who they can email. You know, I just wanted to say something about the pen pal program. When I've been at your camp widow before, I remember sitting there talking to a man who I would think maybe was uh, probably in his 60s and just told me how much he enjoyed the pen pal program. Yeah, it's amazing. And you know, I, that one's our first program, our first ever program. And I thought maybe it would, you know, kind of weed its way sort of out as the popularity of forums and Facebook and the, the social media connections we'll have, but it really hasn't. People still continue to connect and we still have people who come to camp to meet their, their pen pal for the first time in person. It's always such a powerful thing because they become each other's anchor just, you know, through words. And, you know, as Open a Hope collects these beautiful, collect, you know, writings and thoughts of people, you feel like you get to know them. And they have the opportunity to do that, to re write to each other until such a time as they decide to meet. Some of them don't ever meet in person. Um, but recently we had one that posted a picture on Facebook of their first meeting. They met um, as pen pals 10 years ago. And so 10 years later, they finally got to meet in person and they tagged me in the picture. And it was just such a beautiful thing. Sword and Spirits is 10 years old. That was, they were one of our very first matches. And 10 years later, you know, what, what I always like to think is that they're living life together. So of course they're sharing their grief, but they're now sharing their life. And so what they're doing now is uh, being able to walk side by side with their friend. So it's, it's very cool. And that gives them an opportunity um, to connect one-on-one -on -one through the pen pal program if they like that. We also have a forum which is called Widowed Village. It's very much like a Facebook um, kind of setting but we confirm that people are widowed before they're able to interact within the village so um, that way they can interact and feel confident that they're talking to other people who are actually widowed as well. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, you just have widowed people in that? You don't have uh, people, couples living together? Or what, what's your... 
we have widowed people. Our definition of widowed includes anybody who's repartnered as well. So I'm sure there are some people who are widowed and repartnered. Um, I think that, that one of the things that's unique about Soaring Spirits is that people don't have to graduate from our program. They can stay for as long as they feel that the connection with the community is valuable. And for many of them, when they do repartner, many of their loss issues come up because now you know they're having anxiety about their new partner dying or they're having guilt about being so happy or they're struggling because this new relationship is so different than the other relationship they had and they don't quite know how to balance that they're blending families they're having to to learn what it's like to be partnered with someone who's divorced and doesn't have a widowed experience which means they often come with another parent if they're co-parenting they're parenting with three people and not two people so there're just so many elements to repartnering that people underestimate and think that they won't need their widowed community anymore because they're not widowed anymore but the well, truth I would, is I would also think Michelle um, an issue might be how do I keep my my husband that died in my life and have the new partner in my life absolutely and what you know then you have anniversaries you have your wedding anniversary death anniversaries birthdays like there's a lot of things to navigate when you're blending your grief experience which as you both know you don't stop missing that person you don't stop being influenced by the fact that they died so whether or not whatever else comes in your life whatever new wonderful things come there's always the underlying foundation of having experienced the death of a person who was a pivotal part of your life and so that's always going to influence them right and and many of them struggle with in their new relationship to both honor the person who's alive and also hold still the, the memory and the love they have for their person who died. So yeah, there's, there's some complicated issues in there. And because we don't graduate people from our programs, I've heard many times that, that our campers have said, I was in a support group, but as soon as I got repartnered, they told me that I, I needed to go because they're, they have different issues, right? So in a support group setting, I can see why they struggle there to facilitate the needs of everyone. But for Camp Widow, we create kind of a whole community for people who have repartnered. And so they don't have to leave the community because they've welcomed new love in their life. And if they're struggling with any of those things we've just mentioned, they have a place where they can talk about who else would know that except other widow people who are also repartnered. Yeah. Really, and I know you just have fabulous workshops talking about all these issues, and I know online dating is a, a big thing now that people really need to think about sure. and connect with about. Yep, and we're really, we try to keep it real at Camp Widow, so we want to talk about the things that they are really talking about. Um, and to be able to provide people with real information about the dating world, about intimacy, you know, many of them have not thought about that for a really long time outside of a very safe relationship. So we want people to have good relationships, safe relationships. We want people to have the information they need to process both emotionally um, and then address the physical needs too. So it's, it's, like I said, we really work at saying, what are our people really struggling with and how can we provide tools and resources that are gonna help them? You would be able to read anything on the Soaring Spirits website or the Camp Widow website without any kind of signing up. And actually the same is true of our Widowed Village, which is the online forum I mentioned. We do confirm that people are widowed, but we also have our platform open to Google. So you can't interact, but you can read. 
So if you're not in a place where you think, I don't know about this, I'm not sure I want to, most of the time people actually do generally just look for a while and then something comes up and they're like, I really want to respond to that. Or that person is someone I really want to connect with. And then they, then they choose to join the join and uh, go through the process of providing and we don't send emails we don't we're not collecting emails to be able to contact you we are collecting your email at that point to confirm that you're widowed so that when you enter the village you also feel safe michelle if you got a piece of advice for somebody who's recently lost a partner what would it be uh, always my favorite advice to people is be kind to yourself we set such high expectations for what we think we should do or how we think we should act and really when your heart's broken the best thing you could do is treat yourself like you would treat your best friend if their heart was broken i like that a beautiful thing yeah. well thank you for all the work you're doing and it's fabulous and we love soaring spirits and you're a soaring spirit yourself uh, thank you so much we love open hope i'm so glad to be here Yes, I agree with my mom. You are definitely a soaring spirit. And I love all the people out there that you're helping and all the hope that you're giving. You are definitely walking the walk and talking the talk. Thank you, Michelle. Uh, thank you for so much. And thanks, everybody, for watching this show today. And Heidi and I, and I'm sure Michelle, want to remind you, if you've lost hope, please lean on ours until you find your own. And God bless. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.